Good evening, Monadnock Region, and welcome back to Go Mo Tonight, the Monadnock Region's only locally focused weekly comedy podcast. Hey, I'm here in the Space Lounge this increasingly cool July evening with my co-hosts, Zoe Roten-Heinzman and Sam Abbott. And we are recording this today on Thursday, July. I said the right day, right month this time, July 21st, 2022. Uh, we have had some rolling storms coming through the region during this little mini heat wave that we're having. And in fact, there were peals of thunder going on outside the window since we've been on the call together here. So this is, this is, you know, still ongoing, very wonderful summer weather. But, you know, before we get into that, I just have to ask you guys, and this is a general question for the audience as well. Um, and it's a random one is like, have you ever seen the official music video to Staying Alive by the Bee Gees? No. Because I guess not. I hate music videos. I really do. And really? I just, as a, as a form, yeah, as a form, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't want, I don't want, I, I guess I just, there's something inside me that like viscerally rejects being presented with images to see with my music, right? Like it, that's for me to like- do. It's like reading, it's like watching a movie of a book you just read, only worse to me. Right. Yeah. Right. And, it, and right. It nev- there's never enough, and never enough time passes that you can tolerate the movie. It's just like yeah. always that. I grew up watching MTV when it was oh, MTV. Yeah, it's, it's, and it was like the fucking thing I loved to do. I loved it when I was a little kid. See, so like, I, wasn't, I wasn't allowed to watch MTV until I was old enough to sneak watching it, you know, but like, and I, you know, I watched TRL, you know what I mean? The, you know, yeah, the spring break. That's when it started to suck. Yeah. I mean, before that, it was just like music videos, like all the fucking time. And then it was like, let's make shows. Oh yeah. But even the shows though, like, you know, like TRL, the, those like weird spring break and like summer break shows, like there were videos throughout all of those, you know, and you watched them, everybody watched them, you know? But I just, I've never been one of those people in the, in the post era of being in high school and listening to that stuff, right? In, the, in, in say, the YouTube era, who's going to, like, sit down at my computer and, like, put on a music video and no, watch no, no. They still you know? make them? Nobody oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, and there's a lot of people yeah. who are really into this. Like, this, you know, but this obviously is an older music video, right? And I just happen to be watching it because, like, you know, and Sam, I know you can relate to this, but like Manny in his like online travels between like YouTube and like people on Fortnite or whatever, like picks up snippets of things, right? That like he doesn't know where they come from and he repeats them, you know? So he's like singing like the chorus to staying alive over there. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, you know, just to be a wise ass, I call it up on YouTube, like the real song. You know, when it comes on, he's like, what's this? I'm like, this is what you're singing. And he's, he's kind of like, bobbing his head, really? I guess is it? Yeah. Like, like okay. Um, but the, the, the default YouTube video for it is the official music video. With, uh, the Gibbs brothers, the Bee Gees. Um, and man, is it weird? It's like, holy shit. The, <laughs> you know, the song obviously. And like, it, you know, it's a, it's a disco song. And, and actually the, the captions were on the screen and there were definitely like a lot of words that I didn't know what they were. Like, I didn't even realize that we were talking about the New York times and the chorus to that song, oh, you know, yeah. um, no idea. And, um, yeah, 
And so the words are even weirder than I thought, but they're like decked out in like the most ultra like late seventies disco gear, like the dude in the middle, like I always forget which one of them is which, but like he has these like white bell bottom pants that like go up to like here, you know, and like the, the, the fly of the pants is like a foot long, you know, like, we know how you feel about high waisted pants. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I hate them in general. And for the purposes, like as a costume in this video, they sort of work, I guess. But it's like, but so it's the three of them walking through what appears to be either, and it's it's hard to say. Like, it's tempting from our modern vantage point to call it a dystopian or like post-apocalyptic New York City, you know. But it might have just been like New York City in the seventies, you know, because it was really <laughs> Apocalyptic New York actual <laughs> pictures of New York in the 70s, it's like there's shit falling down everywhere, like and it's a fucking mess, right? Um, and so they're like walking through like urban decay, but then it very so like, then at some point they'll they like pose on like a stoop, like a stoop balcony, like the three of them, like for like a certain point. But then there's another part where there's like a broken down building with like a wooden window that's sort of standing there. And they'll like pop out like diagonally to like sing a few lines, like one head at a time. Like one head comes out and he's like, ah, I'm not bad. like, oh my God, it's so weird. We'll put it in the show notes. Everyone should check this out because just, just to see it one time, you don't really need to watch it more than once, but didn't know they made a music video of that. And it's weird. It's weird. I mean, I just assumed the music video might be like John Travolta or something. You know what I mean? Right. Like that uh, was my first thought. But now that you've described this, I have definitely seen this. John does not appear in this video. It's just the the three BGs, like, and 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 like when they're like a lot of times they're they're walking, and they're yeah. and their lip and their lip syncing is like it, <laughs> like this. I mean, I think it was earlier in the era of music videos, right? Obviously. And so they look like they're like, why is he telling me to lip sync while I walk? Like, like, the guy, like the guy literally looks confused as he's like, while they walk. He's kind of like, I, like, he's got this look on his face. Like, am I doing it right? Like, am I like, I'm trying I think to I have seen it too. Maybe. Yeah. Cause this sounds familiar. A lot of this sounds familiar. It's worth It's worth watching. I'll just, I'll just put that out there as a, as a summer evening treat. Um, Wow. So summer continues. The, we're still in the middle of the dog days. We'll still be in the dog days when this episode comes out next week. And the cicadas have been have been singing in the mornings. Have you guys heard them? Now no. That I pointed them out to you. How early? Like what? Do they sing all morning? Eight or nine? Or I think it's yeah, like okay. when it gets to be a certain temperature, they start. That's my theory. That's probably right. They're not known for their like cerebral processing so it's probably not a decision you know <laughs> i bet it's automated to the temperature maybe automated to the temperature, automated the temperature. in the trees yes um so yeah well we're we're in the middle of it and you know some things some things can be kind of predictable like we've had this summer of just like gorgeous weather so far and you know to me it's fairly simple because we deserve a summer like this after last summer which it i mean people i really think people forget like it rained 
all month, like from like the, the last week of June and all of July. And so like maybe the last week or so it cleared up, but it just rained and it rained and it rained and it rained and it rained. Like and it rained, like everything in my yard, like things that don't normally grow mold, like grew mold. Like it was like a disaster. Like it was, you could see like if this keeps going, what is going to happen like to our way of life? Like it felt like there, like there was like just growing shit creeping into everywhere and it was horrific. I mean, it's like, you know, as, as we've covered before, it's like the second <laughs> best month out of the year. And it was just like scratched off, basically. Couldn't do any of the things that you want to do um, during that month. And now we've got no rain. And <laughs> predictably, people are like, every day you hear from somebody, but well, we could really use the rain. But what? Use the rain. And so it rained a little bit today. We did. We have, we've had some, some high heat, you know, people around here need to cool it a little bit though, pun intended when it's like, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, and I, I like this temper. I do. I admit it. I like it. I like the nineties, the decade and the temperature. I like a little, as long as it's not like wet bulb ex- extreme, I like a bit of humidity. Um, so the weather the last couple of days to me has been great. I went and mowed the lawn today from like 11 to two at like the peak of the day, because I like it. I like that, you know, um, I know. And I know, and I know, and I don't expect everybody to feel that way, but like complaining like this is like, oh, we're in danger and all this stuff. Like, like I commented on my Facebook page today. Um, I, I love these hot July afternoons. And, you know, the, the first comment I got back was, you know, from someone saying, like, I don't think they're that great, but I know this guy lives in Mobile, Alabama. And so I just immediately yes. responded, my hot is not your hot, bro. Like, not it's- the same. But, and I don't, I, being a Southerner, uh, I don't like to play that card. I don't like to, like, be like, oh, you guys don't even know what heat is. Yeah. Yet it's also true because this was a nice day. Like this was a nice day. It It doesn't hurt to go outside. It like where I grew up, if you go outside in the summer and it's like, you cannot breathe. The air is not breathable into your lungs. It is so hot and wet and heavy. And it's like, that is not what this is. No, like it's hot. It is a hot day. It's a hot day, (laughs) but it's not. It, it's it's yeah. it's really so so chill out a little bit guys like, we can I, enjoy this yeah and this isn't this isn't you can't like it, it was in the 90s in july when i was a child also you know this is not unusual you know like some of the you know there's definitely some things happening globally that are unusual but like 90 degrees in southern new hampshire in july as long as it's not 90 degrees the entire month which it isn't is totally normal and the other days have been in the 80s right um, but I just have to ask, and this will probably piss people off and they'll send in comments. So please do. We, we welcome, we welcome the hate mail, um, comments, but sometimes I'm just sort of like, you know, guys, there are, do, do you imagine that you have a family farm, you know, and that this isn't, we have an agriculturally based economy around here, you know, and that like. Like I was, just by coincidence, I was reading this um, John Steinbeck book called, it's an obscure one called For a God, To a God Unknown. And, but like many of his books, it takes place in a California ranching valley, right? And 
um, they have droughts and like they go, I mean, this takes place a hundred years ago or whatever. And they, you know, when they have a, a, you know, like a full year of drought, you know, they go broke. The, the whole family collapses, you know, like everything falls apart. Right. Um, so that's a circumstance where it's very reasonable to fear the drought. Right. Well, we aren't in that circumstance, like not, not even just because of our economy, but because of where we live, like we would need a, a dust bowl to settle over central new England for us to run out of water. Like it's, it's, we have shit tons of water here. Like some of the most in the world. Um, and like, I know it's not great. There are people who grow things and I get that it's not great. I, I mean, I understand that I'm not, I'm not trying to be entirely unsympathetic, but people do talk about this. Like we're all going to sink or swim based on whether it rains or not. And that to me is just, I, I don't li- That's not the world that I live in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's every conversation as well, but we need the rain. But, but when we get the rain, this is what drives me fucking crazy. And this happens. This is true in the winter. This is true every time is because these water people, right. Are like, if if it rains too much, like it did last July, they're like, well, this none of this counts. So we get a month of rain, and they're like, this it's like it never rained because the rain isn't slow enough or isn't gentle enough oh, to like make it all the way down to the water table, supposedly supposedly. Like I said, everything in the world was waterlogged last year. So I don't believe you if you try to tell me that none of the water like made it down into the ground. Like I just let's kind of let's like what forests do. That's right. part of what they do. And we have a lot of forests. Like it maybe maybe it it ran off of like your driveway. You know what I mean? Right. That's what I mean. They're like they're like it just runs off carrying soil with it into the rivers. It, it, like in some extreme instances, maybe, but like not, it's not like everybody's yard got washed away into the river. Right. You no, know? like yeah. this, this is just, this is just, this is like, you know, treading into other dangerous territory, but it's like the, it's like the bees thing. You know, it's like the, <laughs> it, everyone I was thinking it's like, that if the bees die, I'm going to starve. Like I'm not going to have any food. And it's just like, you can look it up and find out really, really quickly how untrue that is. Um, and it, I feel like it's the same with this water shit, you know, like it, to me, it, it reminds me of the invasive species people. Yeah. That's another good one that we they take it for granted. The same people. We, it is, I think it largely is, but we take it for granted because of the phraseology, right. That, that, that we're under attack, you know, right. We we're being invaded by plants, you know, when really like <laughs> plants can li- like animals can live wherever they want. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, so, no, like where, where do you, where are your, where do your boundaries come from? Right. You're, ha- you're, you're like putting, you're putting a time. You're like deciding that like after this time, this is the time that nature was pure and anything that changes after that is wrong. Yeah. But like, you don't care what happened before. Like you're just, you're putting an arbitrary like time limit on what is natural for one. And for two, what, what, what were you going to say? No, I'm drawing that Maybe line. There's a three. Oh yeah, yeah, you're drawing the line. No, yeah, I'm but, drawing that line of that imaginary line of time where that was the moment right. where we keep things the same. Yeah, 
that's that's when nature was at its purest form. Yeah, also, I mean, like, well, like, excuse me, I mean, like, I hate pain. <laughs> like, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, finish your thought because I'm changing the subject slightly. Yeah, well, I mean, I was just gonna say, like, it, it's like. And people are like, well, it wasn't like that. Like, it's becoming something different, you know. Like, and and other th- like, some things are thriving, and other things are are dying or being pushed out or whatever because of it. And it's essentially they're complaining about the change. And I understand that because, as I've said many times, I hate change. I don't like it. You know, I get it. I want everything to remain the same all the time. But as everyone always tells me, that's that's life, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, deal with it. Like, things change. And like it comes up, this this comes up a lot in the winter time, and and around in the winter time, sometimes the discussion is around climate change more so than moisture itself. But people will talk about like people who make their living plowing and like running ski resorts, and how like climate change is going to be like not good for them, you know, because things are changing, right? It's not like in in our air in our region, basically in the in the next several decades, climate change models they show us getting warmer with shorter winters and more, actually more moisture. So really the drought people just calm down. Climate change is going to take care of that for us, you know? Um, So it's going to be wetter, hotter, and a little bit less winter. Okay. Which I I hate to break it to some people out there, but that's not immediate. That does not mean immediate extinction for all of us here in New England. It's not not really that bad for us. Like just being realistic here. Right. However, Yeah, yeah, we might lose sugar maples, you know, Yeah. There's things that we cling to about, we're going to probably lose lobster to to Canada. Um, Yeah. Cause the the water's too warm. The the water in the, in the Bay of Maine is getting warmer and warmer and it's the lobster are, are moving North. Yeah. And as the sugar maples will too, that, you know, they will, these other people will get sugar maples. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, you know, exactly. Other people are going to get the ski mountains. Other people are, you know, other people are going to make a living plowing snow. Um, but change, not to be cliched, is a constant. And I agree. I, and I am not unsympathetic to people who run ski resorts and, and plow snow. But my good advice would be to take all of this into account with your future. I mean, that's something that Steinbeck wrote about a lot, was like families pursuing their destinies based on either being economically cut off from one thing or seeing a new future opportunity, but always having to do with change, you know? So yeah, I mean, if you have a ski resort in like Southern Vermont or something, like you probably won't in 30 years, might be less than that. And you should plan accordingly. Like it's not going to happen tomorrow, but we we do have to let go of the idea that things are going to stay exactly the same. And the the second point I was going to make about the invasive species is that like most of the worst case scenarios you can see with your own eyes are not true. Like if you go find a stand of like Japanese knotweed or whatever, like there's other plants growing there too. Like ecosystems form around it. And I was thinking like the same with water, like all the water, it might be rushing off your driveway or the road or whatever, but like there's a lot of forest that catches a lot of water. So anyway. Yeah. So all of this is not to say that like, you know, climate change and lack of water are not bad and that they do not 
impact people in a bad way. But it is just to say to approach these things realistically. And if you have a, a summer with not a lot of rain, let's face it, most of us can just enjoy that. Like, I get it if you're like a real lawn guy, you know, and your lawn's getting a little bit brown, but people around here are like anti-lawn. And like, we're not everybody, but there, there's a, there's a, the same people who will complain about the drought are the people who are like, you should grow wildflowers in your yard, you know, which are more resilient and don't die right away, honestly, um, in, in the drought. Um, because I, despite the fact that I do love lawns, largely have a lawn of wildflowers. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Um, and, My dad and, calls it a, a mixed polyculture lawn. That's what it is. It's a mixed polyculture. <laughs> and let me tell you, you don't cut the lawn. Um, it, the flowers grow, even in this dry um, stuff, you know? So they shouldn't worry about it. So I don't know. I don't know what people are so worried about, you know? And we should start thinking about climate change less in terms of this, like, either we fix it or we die. Um type of paradigm because we're we're not fixing it probably um and and we're not going to die like we're we're just going to live it like and it is possible that a couple hundred years from now we could be in serious trouble for life on earth but we will hang on that long um we are adaptable and ecosystems adapt um and they will things will change there will be upheaval there will be mass migration there will be famines and droughts um, and it will be bad. It will be ugly, but we're, it's going to happen. So we should begin to approach this in, I mean, I think, I think this came up when we looked at the, um, that sheet for like downtown initiatives and people were talking about more trees and I'm like, yes, like those are the sorts of conversations that we should be having because it's going to get hotter. Yeah. You know, and if we, and if we want people to, like you were saying about forests, right? More trees will hold more water in and it will keep the soil together. It's true. It's true. On that note about downtown initiatives, um, have you seen the survey? The walk, it's like a virtual walking tour survey. No, I'll, I'll get you the link for that. We'll put that in the show notes, but it's like, it's put out by the town and it's like a walkthrough of downtown Peterborough with some like, bef like pictures of what it looks like now, several different stops on this like little loop you could make downtown through the through the new parking lot, the Brenner Bridge, like um, through some of the the little streets downtown, like mm -hmm. Depot and School Street. Um, and it's got these pictures of what they look like now and then pictures of some proposed changes. So oh, some cool. of them are, you know, mo tree mock-ups. Some of them have some benches. Some of them have new signage. And they are asking for input about like what other things you might want to see added to those particular spots. Um, cool. And this is like related to that downtown survey we talked about. If you yeah. mm -hmm. enter, didn't make the whole like three day workshop. This is one way that people can uh, give input on that. So we'll, we'll get that link. That's great. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I do like that. Yeah. This is, this is the stuff that we should um, be getting into a little bit more of is like, you know, cool headed, sober, clear looking at, um, the future, what we want, what we need, and how do we get it? That is politics, my friends. And Sam, Sam maybe thinks you should drill a well <laughs> instead of digging a well, right? <laughs> I, I think I was the one who said that. Um, oh, okay, sorry, I Sam. I don't know if Sam should, should take that position. Sam is well neutral. <laughs> but I do. But yeah, I mean, and I'm not. I'm not trying to be unsympathetic to people with dug wells either. But like that just 
might be one of those like and i i mean look i had a i had a major well problem in in my well earlier this year i i understand like well well issues and and repairs and improvements are like one of the one of the main homeowner nightmares and so you know if you have your dug well i understand why you want to keep it but you will be more secure in like your water supply if you if you don't if you get a different kind of well i'm just saying like i know that that's not going to be possible for everyone but for those for whom it is possible and it's a decision to be made you should probably make that decision because then whether or not it rains doesn't mean you can't take a shower. Like I wouldn't want to be in that position personally. If that makes sense. Um, but yeah. So anyways, I'm enjoying hot dad summer. It's sunny. You can see, I don't know. I don't know how well this translates on this camera, but I am very tan. Um, oh, yeah, and you see it. it's all, it's all, it's all real guys. No spray tan on me. And, um, because I mean, no one would go into, no one would do a spray tan with sunglasses on either, you know? <laughs> do you have a sunglasses tan? Oh, for sure. If you ever look at like the bridge of my nose, like those, the wood, the wood paneled sunglasses that I have, have like a fat nose thing. And like, that's where you can see it the most. Okay. Um, oh, you know, I think I have actually seen it on the sides too. Yeah. You can probably see it a little bit over here and over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um. I mean, it has been great. The pond has been great. And, you know, this is, this is one of those times. It doesn't always work out this way. But sometimes, you know, the libertarians are like, you know, if you just let people alone, like they're going to figure out how to govern themselves with a lot of things. And let me tell you, Cunningham Pond is self-governing this year. And it is rocking. I don't mean to open another can of worms. I'm not making any statements about any lifeguards, any bribery, any police assaults, or anyone. But... I'm just saying it's, it's working out guys. It is whether or not you liked my way of conveying my feelings and views on this. Um, the views were correct. So I've been thanked more than once. Nice. Good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad there's, and like, like we said, there is a bit of a generational divide on this issue. So I'm not really surprised. Everyone that we know, um, is thankful. I, I feel pretty comfortable saying that. So, um, we even had, um, I wasn't there to witness it, but there was Charlie Chronopolis in the lifeguard chair. It, it's true. And that's all right with me. If he wants me to too. take that chair. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take it. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, um, let's talk about the night market, which is another part. It's like maybe the second half of the summer culmination of Hot Dad Summer. The night market, big event. It's going to be great. Wild shit's going to go down. Um, <laughs> it's like, um, you know, <laughs> saying that reminds me of... Um, like Pine Hill does, um, the Pine Hill Waldorf School does a um, holiday fair every year, and they they do it on Fridays and Saturdays. But every year they bill Friday night as adults only night, and every year when I see that, I'm like, man, I want to see what goes on at adults only night at the Waldorf School. You know, like it's, it's like Sam knows and has left. Because <laughs> <laughs> bugs are getting in. Sam, 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 Sam,
What happens at adult night stays at adult night. <laughs> For a minute there, I can't talk about that. I don't remember there being any distinction between. Uh, I'm sure I went. No, I don't. I don't really think there is, but it just sounds like it when they say that. <laughs> That's the there one night a year all the Waldorf parents let their hair down. Yeah. <laughs> The Eurythmy uh, Room goes wild. The Eurythmy Room is where the champagne is, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Night Market, not quite like that, but kind of. Yeah, but kind of. Kind of. So as we've been teasing, we've been putting it in, in I think, some of our emails and, and in our episodes. But we, the show, the Space Lounge is going live. We're going live for the whole four hours of the thing from 5 to 9 p.m. on the library patio. We're going to be up there hosting the show. And not only do we need you guys to come and, um, and see us in person, because we would love to say hello, but we'd love your suggestions in terms of, um, you know, some of what ends up going into the program. For instance, uh, what, we're, what we're kind of planning to do. So one thing you should know is from... Around 7.30 till we close, we're going to be finished out by the debut of jazz fusion trio Hovercraft, starring everyone's favorite Seth McLean, um, kind of the ringleader of this group here. And um, we, we did target them specifically for this. And... Uh, so that's going to rock. So that's, you know, it's, it's, it's the space lounge. Like it, the late night at the space lounge is, is when you want that kind of music. And that, and that, during that period of time, we'll really be able to mingle, uh, with the crowd because we, that will be the first time of the night that we're not on stage while we're on stage. We've got a number of different, um, elements that we're going to include in here. There's going to be a number of sketches and a number of guests. Okay. So we're planning, um, potentially something, uh, low rehearsal involving children and like swords or something. It's a little bit half-baked right now. We don't really need any public input on that because we'll either figure that out or abandon it ourselves. Um, then <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we decided that it would be a real treat. We tried to do this once um, with a real Facebook post live re while recording this program, which was to dramatically reenact a Facebook post. A little bit difficult, kind of a lot of characters. Sometimes it doesn't always translate well. But so instead, what we're going to do is, um, you know how sometimes when you watch a, a Law & Order episode and they have to put a disclaimer up before the show starts because they're like, because they ripped it directly from the headlines, but they're like, this in no way represents any <laughs> living person. And it's a complete coincidence. I mean, that's what this is going to be like. So like fake people, fake posts, but kind of real you know <laughs> we'll get a, we're gonna have a couple of other actors um who join us so we won't be limited to just three voices but we'll, we'll do one or two uh law and order style facebook posts from the peterborough facebook group and then another thing that we often talk about on the program here is well we have we have i what i like to think is really nice storytelling imaginations and we really understand what you know, the 21st century American public is looking for. And so we oftentimes take real events and in our minds, we go in a certain direction and we basically write out an outline live on the air of a Hallmark movie. 
This has happened many times, okay? But we obviously don't have time to do a full-length Hallmark movie up on stage, but we're going to do a couple scenes from a Peterborough Hallmark movie. Um, so you have to show up to see this, though. Uh, so please be there. And, and you're going to want to be there early-ish, you know, because who knows when this is going to happen. So you got to kind of stick around or you're going to miss it, right? But uh, then we're going to have a number of as yet to be defined guests who come on. We've had guests on the on the recorded program before, and we're going to interview some town luminaries uh, up on stage. And this is where, if you're listening to this right now, and you're like, either if you're like, I want to go on Go Mo tonight live at the night market, that's a valid option. Or if you're like, we need Tyler Ward. You know, he's the only select board member who's never come on the program. You know he's going to be at Night Market. He loves the Max T makerspace. He's going to be there. He'll be a real jackass if he doesn't come on. All right, that's just me saying that. But if you in the public feel something similar, share that with us. Drop it in the comments of the episode. Send us an email. You know how to reach us. Uh, we're, we're interested in input on that. But it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a couple of readings. Our good buddy, Bill Mullen, who is going to be the author, who is the author of what is going to be our next Monadnock Underground print release. He has yet untitled Chasing the 80s Road Novel that he has written and that I'm in the process of editing. I really did work on it this week, believe it or not. Um, the ball is in my court, for the record, everyone. I'm admitting this publicly. I'm behind. <laughs> But anyways, he's going to be there to read some stuff, which we will have edited and polished before August 12th. I, I, am, I am very committed to that. Um, so he's going to be reading that. If I get my shit together, I may, I, may be, I may have something of my own to read at the thing, but no promises because I have been behind and not a very good writer this year. I've been good at a lot of other things, but I've not been a very good, reliable writer. Plus, you know, we have to write all the other stuff in the thing too. So um, it's there's a good chance I might not be reading anything, but I would like to, and I'll say that publicly. I it, I want to, but we got a full program, and it's, we're going to fill this time. Sarah, Sarah. Oh, that's right. She agreed. I forgot that she said she yes. Agreed? Um, I I don't I didn't know if you were like not going to announce this, but I don't. I think no. it's announceable. So we're we're going to open the lounge with a a bit of a an opening blessing and meditative exercise um, from our current print offering author sarah aborn with her up level self-healing workbook uh something from the book i believe but um i don't think we gave her that stipulation so whatever she wants but we will have copies of the book on hand though if anybody is just mind blown by what happens from our stage so we like we like to you know once in a while i can't always do it but once in a while we start these episodes and i say something positive and all that like we're going to bring on a professional who knows what they're doing in this regard to, to start off the live space lounge on a positive note. And that's what we're going to get. So this is, this is, we're really kind of offering up the best of Monadnock underground and go Monadnock, the GOMO tonight program. Some of our innuendo in our emails will make appearances. It's going to be awesome. We really can't wait. If you have plans for August 12th, cancel them, come to this program. Chad, the Chad is going to come as like a date night. Um, our sound lord producer, nice. he's going to come with his wife. They're going to, um, yeah, they're, they're, um, I was telling him about it at his house the other day and, uh, they're pretty stoked to come and enjoy. So you should do that too. 
get a get a babysitter or bring the kids. Really, it's good for kids. They have a very very small kid who would not make it till nine um, at the thing, and he, I think he wants to see the jazz. Um, but but I shouldn't say get a babysitter. Bring the kids. This is actually a really really fun event for kids. Um, much as I want to make this sound very adult oriented, it's total. It's very family. Very family friendly. In fact, um, <laughs> one thing that we, <laughs> that I, I, I voluntarily assured Roy, um, the organizer of, of the night market, um, is, <laughs> is that he didn't ask for this, but I, I said it just in case. And I'll say this to all of you out there. Loyal listeners of the program might know, you know, we've got sort of a, a TVMA rating uh, of this program, but we are not going to be dropping any F-bombs from the stage at the night market. It is a family-friendly occasion, so we will be keeping it cleanish. Um, we'll be keeping it, we'll be keeping it clean-ish. Um, so bring your kids. Even the kids are even safe in the space lounge just for this one night a year. Um, maybe sometime, like if this goes well, though, I think we want to bring the space lounge live in the future. At, at other things. And there may come a time when we, we do a, a, like an uncensored live program, you know, mm -hmm. where we do have F-bombs, where you are encouraged to get a babysitter. But for this, bring your kids. They might like the jazz. They might like the humor. They might like the kids skit if we do it. Um, They'll definitely like the night market. They will love the night market. Everyone loves the night market, young and old, rich and poor, sick and well. It's the <laughs> full spectrum of people loving the night market. But there's, there's vendors aplenty. And I know uh, because the information is already out there. But last year, one of the only complaints about it was that there were too few food options. Um, and the food options that they had were just mobbed. Just like absolutely mobbed. Yeah, they and all ran out. Yeah. I think they have a shit ton of food trucks this year. Um, so there's food. There's gonna be, are they doing dancing? Are they dancing? think no one's gonna stop you, you <laughs> no not me i mean like last year they did the dance program <laughs> yeah no i don't know i don't know <laughs> uh, th so there might be dancing we don't know For formal um, dancing <laughs> i mean like as part of the program a formal dance thing possibly possibly informal dancing in the street always allowed <laughs> also also allowed there there's been rumors that me and eddie gomez are going to do like a dance number together they i will not confirm those rumors i <laughs> I, I feel like i should be able to deny the rumors <laughs> but we'll see you never know i want to it's nightmare I, I want you to get a sense of the fact that Anything can happen at this event, including me doing a, a, a dance duo with Eddie um, on the GoMo stage. You just never know. But I bet you there'll be fire people. There were fire people last year. There were fire um, people. Lightsaber the, um, man. There's other bands uh, playing on the other stage by the Toadstool. Yes, three, three bands modern, whose name starts with M-O. Modern Fools is one of them. And other bands that start with the letters M-O. Yeah, the other ones were, were not... Um, familiar to me, um, but that's cool. And lots of people selling their wares, and um, lots of exciting things that that you you just you never know what you're going to even be able to find among these people. What treasures? It's like a, it's a it's a it's like an oasis bazaar 
you know, like in the middle of the desert and there's just tents everywhere that weren't there yesterday and are there now for this one night and you can go through and find the treasures of the Silk Road. That is exactly not, what it's like. Not the online drug market, but the historical one. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's very accurate. I do wish they would free that guy from jail. Yeah, that's not right. Yeah. He's just a broker. He just ran a website. Free the website, man. Yeah. Ross, Ross Uitrick, I think is his name. Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of freeing things, here's my segue for you, Sam. You have a polls update, don't you? A poll update? No, Chris has the polls update. The polls that we want to be freed. That was the link there. Freeing things. all right so we do have an update about the tds polls that have not that have not yet been freed but we have been you know no i wouldn't i wouldn't classify what we've been doing as quite in the realm of actually casting aspersions but you know we have definitely made statements to the effect that tds could move a little faster uh, whatever they're doing. And that may still be true. However, it does seem like there have been some some serious miscommunications here. And a lot of this, it does seem like these miscommunications do have something to do with the fact that you have two telecom slash fiber companies involved in the mix. They, they don't seem to be communicating well with each other. Um, and apparent. so what, what I've been told and what, I, what I've been on, on the record is that the, what, um, TDS actually committed to by the 4th of July was a certain stage of the process and they lived up to that part of the commitment. But there are other things that need to be done before, including in some cases they might have to move their lines um, to before the Fidium fiber can be run on them just as, as part of standard procedure. Uh, it is all, it seems like very confusing for locals who are trying to navigate these waters uh, to deal with this whole ownership issue and transfer. Uh, it seems like it will happen at some point. But what I, in the process of looking into this issue, I stumbled on a, a Concord Monitor article from back in May that was talking about how there's this ongoing dispute between Consolidated, which is Fidium, and Eversource. Because, so Consolidated has most of like, the, they're running most of like what we would call phone lines. And Eversource is obviously running the electric. And so Eversource owns some of the poles that house both wires and Consolidated owns some of the poles that own both wires. But Consolidated, <laughs> fucking three years ago, just stopped, just bailed on the maintenance that they're supposed to do on the trees and the lines and all this stuff. They just quit. Um, so everywhere, like statewide or just in Temple? Oh no, statewide. This is not. This has nothing to do with Temple. Oh, this is okay, everywhere. Okay. Yeah, this is the whole state. Um, so everywhere that is served by Eversource, which I think is most of the state, but maybe not the entire state. Uh, so there's problems with the polls and the poll ownership, and Eversource is trying to buy the polls, but Consolidated is asking some price that's exorbitant and not realistic. Who are these people? I, I will say I talked to Consolidated this evening, not about this story, but because after a little power flicker due to one of these 
thunderstorms, which we'll have to wait for the water people to chime in to tell me whether they whether today's rain counts or not. Um, but after that happened, my internet did my my beautiful, wonderful Bill Taylor fiber didn't come back on. And it does seem like there may have been a momentary outage, but we I got her on the phone. We reset the stuff and she's like, yeah, actually you are out of service. And then as soon as she said that it came back on. Um, so I don't know what happened there. She didn't know what happened there either, but we got it working. So great. I, I had a great customer service experience to be honest. Um, so nice people in some ways, but they have difficult, they're not doing their fair share with the polls and they're not being good communicators in temple. And we've got a mess, um, but it may not be, it may not be TDS's fault. I still say release the polls, TDS. Do what you can. You know what I mean? Like, let's get these, like, it's like 70 homes in a small town, you know, that they just need their, their Wi-Fi. They've been promised it. They've been, some people, there's kids, there's kids who were born in the living rooms of these homes who have been dreaming about high-speed internet since the moment that they were born. And why should those children have to wait a moment longer. Even if there are processes and everything else, let's speed it along. Like I said last week, I get process. Like I get procedure. One of the main things that I do professionally is like define and enforce processes and procedures. But as such, I know that there is always a way around those processes and procedures. And people who know how to navigate the system um, who, or who know how to say the right things to the right people always get the process subverted in any organization in any that, that's that's just the way of it so there are ways to do it obviously these 70 homes probably aren't the loudest voices or the most influential lobbyists around so this has to be a matter of compassion this has to be a matter of heart and of the small town character of the state in which one might want to run a telecommunications operation. And maybe one doesn't care about the small towns that, you know, one operates in. But maybe one does. And we'd like to appeal to that sense of heart at the core of every semi-regional, third-tier telecommunications company. Um, <laughs> regardless of who's at fault here. I think that that's, that's really the bottom line. Get it done, guys. Get it done. And shed a tear for that little speech. For the kids. The kids. <laughs> Get it done for the children. For our children. Yeah. <laughs> for their children. For their, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is important, guys. All right. Do you, do you um, guys remember the Miss, the Miss Teen USA video where it was like, how many years ago now? Probably almost 20 years ago now where the the woman like flubs something. And do you remember this? Do you know what I'm talking I know, about? I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember what she did. She Okay. She's, she says she started. I have part of her speech memorized because I think it's hilarious. She's like, I personally believe that U.S. Americans, they ask her, they ask her why people can't like why Americans can't locate Iraq on a map. Okay. And so she she's like trying to like give this answer about like education but you can also tell that she's not she's like been coached not to say the word like as a filler so every time mm -hmm. she says like she then adds such as and so she's 
<laughs> it just like devolves into this like nonsense stream of words. And then my favorite, like I love this video. I've loved it for for decades now. At the very end, she whispers for our children. And that just like sends me over the edge every time. <laughs> here, here, here is the full quote. Her name is Caitlin Upton. <laughs> I personally believe that US, I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some uh, people out there in our nation don't have maps. And uh, I believe that our <laughs> education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere else, like such as, and I believe that they should. Our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. Uh, or uh, should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries. So we will be able to build up our future. For our You know, every uh, our listeners should like watch the Stand Alive video, and then they should watch the video of her doing yeah. that, and they'll just have a real good night. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, I'll put a link to that. Oh my god, that that is a riot! Yeah, and the question the question was that recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she was bringing South Africa and Iraq and the Asian countries into this all on her own. <laughs> the, the Iraq. The Iraq. The Iraq. Yes. <laughs> oh man. It just never gets old. No, that's a good one. That's a that's a good that's a good throwback. I do remember when that happened. A good she was old from days. South Carolina too, so Yeah, we, I saw that. <laughs> we extra enjoyed that. <laughs> In South Carolina. <laughs> are, are you guys the ones who are unable to? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Just kidding. That was an anti-Southerner remark. And we all know that I'm actually much more pro-Southerner than many, many in this then, region. Then it's really reasonable to be expected. Yeah. <laughs> then it's reasonable to be expected. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah, um, yeah, for real. Yeah, we were just talking today about how much I love Texans. Actually, it was on a. It was wasn't us that was talking about it, but it was it was a wonderful little. It was a little article from some pop culture outlet about. Um, it was Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey just paddling on a. They were sharing a paddleboard. They were they were seated oh. on a paddleboard together, just rowing into. I forget where the fuck they were, France or something. Like I don't know, and. They, it was, the, I will say the only disappointing thing, cause I love those two guys, those two and my friend, Christina from college, uh, who grew up in San Antonio and I think still lives in San Antonio today was like, it's because they're Texans. And I hadn't actually thought about that in this context. I know they're Texans, you know? Um, but I was like, yeah, I mean, cause this comes up a lot. Like I have an affinity for Texans. Like I like my two favorite filmmakers are Texans. Like I, like, uh, you know, um, Christina was a good friend, you know, the belt hip and her, um, you know, well-dressed at Cunningham Pond husband, Jeff, um, our Texans, you know, good friends of mine. I don't, I just, I, I've, I've, whenever I've been to, I don't know, there's something about the, just the, there's a slight 
craziness, like ballsiness about Texas coupled yeah. with charm that I really relate to. And I like that. And, and so, yeah. Um, yeah, but let me find out where they were. Um, oh, they were on the Adriatic. They were paddling around. They were headed for Croatia. Um, Oh, wow. On the Adriatic. The only disappointing thing is that they were hanging around with, the, the, they weren't sharing a paddleboard with, but they were hanging around with Sasha Baron Cohen and Lar Lars Ulrich. Um, oh. Well, who have hated ever since the Napster, the Napster thing, you know? Like yeah. I've carried a grudge against that guy since like 1999. I never liked we, Metallica anyway, but. Um, whenever I hear his name, I still think of that too. Napster. Yeah, Napster. it's like, yeah. yeah, Napster, you son of a bitch. Um, Killing my Napster, uh, but so they were like using the paddleboard as like a means of transportation, just like, like, a, like they boys. were like basically like they were like kayaking on the. They each had a paddle, oh. and they're 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 sitting cross legged, looking very peaceful um, and cool, and they're just That's paddling really across awesome. the sea. Yeah, it is. I think Croatia is really beautiful too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I say that like I've been there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes, and from the pictures that seen, it is indeed. Yeah, it is. It is indeed. Um, yeah, my what, like so. I have ancestors who grew up just across the Adriatic from Croatia, um, basically. So, so it's a deep knowing. So you yeah, well, and I, I think I have. <laughs> I'm, I am pretty sure, though, that the 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 ever changing um, ancestry um, information coming from my brother's DNA test. Has has shown an increase of Balkan um, since we started this process. So I probably have a little Croatian in there. Nice. So, for the record, uh, be beautiful country, beautiful, very, very beautiful country. That's why that's why these stars hang out there. Um. Yeah. So the um the the real quiet week, honestly. I mean, the the Peterborough group is dead. Like, step it up, guys. Or do, or like, do I have to manufacture a controversy just to make things? I'll wait. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait. I don't feel like it's the middle of the summer. I even even I don't feel like manufacturing a controversy this time of year. You know, if it's September and you guys are still being boring, I will do something. But um, yeah. I mean, there's like complaints about. The, the way that the road is paved and the way that this other road isn't paved and like just like the most mundane, you know, and then the typical stuff, which like <laughs> I find boring as shit and never want to see, but is actually like the stated reason for these Facebook groups, which is can anybody recommend a person who can do something, something, something. Um, there was that that post with like 150 it. comments about how people wanted a better gym. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Yes, there were there, and that was quite an argument. But I think one of the reasons I didn't get excited by it was because I hated all sides so much. Like everyone, I'm sorry, no offense, guys, but if you participated in that gym conversation, I didn't like what you said. Doesn't there? And there was 150 something comments, and I just didn't like any. <laughs> What do, they, what do they want from a gym? They just well, expanded okay. the hours to 24 okay. hours. They want a cheaper gym and they want childcare. And then some other people were like, well, if you want that, you should just move to a city because you're ruining the rural nature of our town. <laughs> 
no, but really important to this though. They have it in Milford. They want it, they, they want it to be like around the corner from their house, though, wherever yeah, they yeah. live. So and well, and and like a third of them wanted to have a pool as well, which is like not even on the table. You know what I mean? Like it is like, like the whole conversation started because people perceive that performance health and fitness is too expensive. And it's the only gym. What? It was like 30 bucks a month or some shit, right? I mean, it used to be more. I think think it is more, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's like 60. Um, Is it 60? Wow. I was like, people were quoting figures on there, you know, and I'm sure they probably have an introductory rate. You know, there's probably some deals or whatever, but it was up there. You know, it was like 50 or 60 bucks. Yeah. Um, The only show in town? Oh, man, they're monopolizing that shit. Where else are you going to go? You go to Milford? but that's what people. But that's, but that's what people are complaining about. Is that they're like, but we need a we need a cheap gym, and why isn't there a YMCA? The YMCA in Keene is thirty minutes away. You know, Milford is thirty minutes away. That's just a lot to ask of me after I work all day to go and drive to the gym. I mean, uh, you know, there you is a point. Bar. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying, man. You that's like I work out at home. Like you, there's shit you can do, man. Um, like even without really buying very much, there's lots of stuff you can do. And I know like, cause somebody's going to come back with like, but then I have to take out more time. I don't know to put on a video. Like I don't, it's, it isn't really more time. Like just, you know, honest to God, like, um, that, yeah, it was and and yes. And while I don't, well, I, I find the comments of the people being like, go move to a city annoying because like, you know, it, it to me it just sort of shows this like like you have to be like remarkably unworld unworldly to draw this like city country divide, you know, where there's like a lot of mediums. You know what I mean? And there's there's a lot like you know, like Milford isn't a city, you no. know? And I mean to be frank, no offense, George Hansel, but Keene isn't a city either, you know? <laughs> like sorry guys, but you know what I'm saying? And they still have stores and stuff, you know, so we should find better language for doing this rather than telling people to move to a city. They want more um, commercial development is what people want, you know, which is contrary to what a lot of people want in, in some of our towns, but it's not an, it's not a, it's not a city request. You know what I mean? Like you're not, you know, like if I asked for um, public transit, that's a train. Yeah, sure. public transit okay. that can take me to an electronic, like an underground electronica club that goes after hours <laughs> if I have a password or something. That's a city question. You know, that's that's not going to happen, right? But like, just like basic shit, like when people talk about like Target or something, it's like they don't even have those in cities, guys. You know what I mean? Like, right. um, like it, it, it's I don't know. The misconceptions here blow my mind. So while I, I hate that remark, there is there is a part of me that's like, you should expect to drive 30 minutes for most amenities. If you live in Peterborough, like that, that is, that's the way, like we are never going to have a self-contained economy where we have all of the things locally. Like that's, people always seem to, it's, it's the same discussion as it is with affordable housing because everyone thinks that every town is going to have the full range from like popper to King in terms of economic (laughs) class and every type of little store in miniature that exists, you know what I mean? Like the full, you know, we're going to like every type of, which again, yes, that was what a village used to be like. 
hundreds of years ago. You know what I mean? Like centuries ago, people lived like that. Okay. And, and maybe you could argue that in the 19th century, there was much more of that. Okay. That's why you've got places like Winchester with like grand, uh, like Georgian revival mansions, you know what I mean? Which makes no sense whatsoever, right? There is true. There was a time when every town had its rich and its poor, okay? But there's never been a time when every town has had its plan of fitness, for Christ's sakes. You know what I mean? Like that's just, you're making shit up and you're just, you just, you're just wishing random shit. Like I don't, I just, I, yeah, I hated that conversation. I was just like, Argh. I was like, I don't like the performance health people because they're all like, what? It's great to pay 60 bucks and you can get it in the middle of the night. It's awesome. You know, and you're like, awesome might be a stretch. You know, I've never been in there, but I, <laughs> bet, you it would, I bet you it wouldn't blow my mind. No, I bet you. Yeah, it's not great. But they yeah. have it cornered. I mean, nobody can really say shit. The wellness center at the hospital used to be a thing. Yeah, well, that, that came up naturally. So I was like, yeah, only there was the Bond Wellness Center. You know, like. <laughs> are going to be saying that until like the 2040s like do you do you remember until the last person remembers you know what i mean like do you right. remember we used to hang out at the pool uh, uh. <laughs> yeah and everyone else is just like i want a gym that's free and on my street and <laughs> isn't going to make me tired after work you know <laughs> Like, I like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, so that is your, but then yes, that's like the main, the main divide. Right. But then like, there's just this other current coming out of nowhere. That's just like, and a pool, you know, I, I mean, like, a, like we should put a dome over Adam's pool so that it's like a greenhouse. <laughs> you say that? Oh yeah. my God. There you go. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's like a great idea. Pool. <laughs> yeah, people would love spending the money to put a dome. We can't even get a fucking fire department and people are going to vote to put a dome over there <laughs> and, and heat it. Because even if the dome's on there, you still got to heat that pool. You know what right. I mean? And like, yeah, sure. We'll make that. We'll do that as a public amenity. Um, and and that, is, that is the coldest pool that I have ever been in. I've literally never been in the middle of summer. That's funny. I've never been in it. So cold. That pool is why my kids have wetsuits, which they like to wear to the ocean because the ocean is cold. But we got them for swimming lessons in that pool because their bodies were like blue popsicles after (laughs) twenty minutes in like the (laughs) middle of summer. (laughs) Wow, man. Um, So take take a lot of energy to heat that pool. Is all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. But then, but then people are like, all right, well, there's a pool at Hampshire Hills in Milford, which is like 25 minutes away. And then it's the same conversation. It's like, but that's too far. And they charge, like, they charge more even. They're yeah, like a hundred bucks. They're like a hundred bucks. But, but it's wow. like a full, it's like a full suite of like fitness stuff. You can do racquetball. You can do like, there's all yeah. kinds of shit that you have. Anything you can think of, you can do at Hampshire Hills for that hundred bucks. But like, as we've been just joking about pools are expensive, you know? And so even your average, like expensive gym, like a planet fitness, I mean, a, not a planet fitness, a performance health or whatever. Um, they can't afford a pool. You know, nobody's going to put a pool in there. I mean, come on guys, you know? Um, but seriously, buy, buy some dumbbells. 
Like, there's lots of stuff you can do. Uh, buy some dumbbells. Buy some uh, some power bands. You know, um, I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, read a then book. You don't have- read a book. Read a book. Do you think? You know, we're just filled with good advice over here for the people who <laughs> read a really heavy book and lift it a go. bunch of yeah, times. Yeah, and lift it every so often <laughs> while you. It's not a new idea, though. It's been a thing for a long time. And everybody that didn't want to go to performance went the fuck over to Milford and sucked it up because that's what you had to do, you know? Yep. You know what's funny, though, is that there is there is a... There's actually... People probably know less about this one, and I don't know that this would really help anybody, but if they really hate, like I do, say, hate going to, like, Keene or something, right? There is a Planet Fitness in Townsend, which is about the same amount of time to drive to from here that the Keene one is. And you could always go down there. I know Massachusetts is a foreign land to some folks, um, but Townsend was where I grew up and where we had to drive 30 minutes to go to everything. Um, there was um, there was a gym. My dad always, My dad always drove 30 minutes to go to the gym. Um, but there was a gym in Townsend for a while, but it was run by these fucking crooked cops. And yes, I am. I hope I hope someone tells them that I said this because they are crooked ass cops. One of them was just arrested for um, harassing some women. He's re- he's a retired cop now. He arrested me too once, by the way. And fuck that motherfucker, Tad Rochette. This is you ever seen him? Give him a little middle finger. But he was like hitting on like young girls and telling them that he was a cop still. And that he could like make things happen or something like that, even after he retired and um, at a Dunkin Donuts where he wouldn't leave and was like known as a as a problem. Um, So that gym was a clusterfuck. You know what I mean? Like uh, moral people didn't go to that gym. Mm -hmm. And I am very comfortable saying that publicly to anyone who will listen. Um, And. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a disgraced cop now, and I think most of the other ones are gone, too. And, um, yeah, I'm just not really concerned with retaliation from those yahoos. Um, but one, one, of them, one of them going to the gym once ran me and my buddy off the road when we were in high school and then, like, yelled at us about it. And like threatened us arrested. We were like, technically we were in the wrong, but like the guy was taking a left-hand turn, you know, and like he, he moved, he was going into the gym and he moved over and my buddy who was driving in his like, you know, 1982 Buick, right. Was he crept along the right side of him and the guy in his big truck, like pulled his wheel to the right and like sent us flying over the curb and like popped his tire and like we were like yelling at him across the street. We're like, hey, fucko, you know, you're gonna run us off the road. He's like, hey, he's like, I'm a cop and you passed on the right. Do you want me to get the stadies down here? And I mean, that was the end of that conversation. <laughs> I, I will say this though, it would not have been the end of the conversation now. I mean, no, I mean, like, honestly, like, no offense. I mean, people, this is another one of those, like, like saying things as they are and not how we wish they would be. But I am now a middle-aged, middle-class white man, which means they have to listen to me. Like, you know, like, that's like, and, and if, if they don't, there's people that I can call who will listen to me. Like, I don't, you know, 
I'm not saying that to be a dick. Like that's what my life is like. And that's what Sam can do if he wants to as well. You know, yeah. like that's, that's the way, that's the way the world works. But at the time we were kids and we were nobodies, we probably had weed in the car, you know, yeah, like there was definitely. no, you definitely. know, <laughs> the, there was, they, they had the upper hand back then. Um, but we get, it was actually my cousin's wife who worked for a news organization who told, who told, gave me the heads up to this. She's like, yeah, there's this, she was over at my parents' house for this gathering. And it was this really hilarious moment because everybody's gathered on the picnic table. And she's like, yeah, she's like this, there was this Townsend cop because like, she sees everything that comes over the wire, right? Um, the news wire. And she's like, yeah, tell me the story. Like, yeah, this Townsend cop with former Townsend cop who was arrested for impersonating a police officer, like in order to sexually harass some young girls. And, um, and then she's like, yeah, his name was like, daddy is had something. And I was like, he arrested me. That son of a bitch. <laughs> He's getting I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it was. I don't let things go. <laughs> I mean, that, that was, that was how many years ago now I was, um, yeah, that was 22 years ago. And I have held the grudge ever since. <laughs> that, that guy, I'm not going to tell the whole story because we're out of time, but that guy had a choice and he chose is a like carceral state bullshit, right? He chose to arrest the minor for the very, very minor offense, which the clerk magistrate that I went to see dismissed. Um, so it didn't stick it. He had a choice and he really just wasted the court's time and my time and a whole bunch of stuff, something he didn't have to do just to, he wanted to make an example. He actually thought that if he did that, that I wouldn't smoke weed again. Mm. Well, I've got some boy, you know, I mean, I'm filled with the good news for you, Tad Rochette, because <laughs> It didn't it did not work? Uh, <laughs> I hope they take your pension. <laughs> and on that note, I think we've we've we have filled the time. Um, special thanks to our sound lord and producer Chad Patterson of the illustrious Studio One One Seven dot at which. He can take care of any audio, recording, mixing, setup, production, whatever you can think of needs um, through his enterprise and expertise. Which, as I mentioned a few episodes ago, but you may need a reminder, he went down to Nashville, I believe it was, to take a special intensive weekend course to get even better at this. And so this guy's a pro. And he's got his band, Down by 10, which is basically the band of... Um, hot dad summer. I mean, he, I, like I said, I had dinner with him the other day. He's got us, like, he's like pumping the brakes. Like, he's got to slow it down because they've booked so much and they've done so many gigs and they've been having so much fun doing it. Um, so he is, he's like booked for the, you would have a hard time getting him this summer still. So if you want like September, October, November, December, you should get on it because they are immensely popular. Uh, which is fantastic. So congrats to Chad and down by 10. If you want to meet Chad or catch a glimpse of him and kind of judge him on his appearance as to whether you think he would be a good sound guy, uh, he's going to be at 
the um, GOMO tonight space lounge at the night market. And he, we will bring him up on stage and we'll let you judge um, for yourself. Uh, you won't any, be disappointed either. No, you won't be disappointed. Absolutely. No, that's why, this is why I'm, I'm comfortable submitting him to this scrutiny because I know he can pass the test. Um, that's, that's my good buddy, Chad. He, he will withstand intense scrutiny, whatever you throw at him. Um, so in any area. So that's, I stand behind him to that extent. Um, so <clears throat> I believe we'll be back next week, um, which will be the week before the night market, uh, hopefully. And some more details, please get back to us with any, <clears throat> excuse me, with any ideas that you come up with, any, anybody you think we should target for a guest, um, any Peterborough Facebook group cliche that you think belongs in our skits that we must not forget, please. We want to hear all of that. We're, we, we love that, that stuff. Hit us up. Whether you do or not, until that time comes. This is another, like, second episode in a row, just absolutely filled with good advice. And I do, once again, for the second week in a row, implore you. It's a dangerous, cold, and sometimes, well, it's not cold. It's dangerous, warm, passing shower of a mostly dry world out there. Uh, don't just half-ass it. Like, don't just wing it. Don't go with your gut. Please, till we meet again, take good advice. We'll see you back in the Space Lounge next time.